0: Welcome to The Family Bible Journey. Did you know that when you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, that you actually make it easier for other people to find The Family Bible Journey? So please, follow and subscribe. And thank you for listening. This is Episode 2, Season 1 of The Family Bible Journey Old Testament Podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis Chapter 2. The title of today's podcast is The Garden. And we have three different passages as key passages. The first are verses 2 and 3 where we read, On the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Verse 7 we read, Then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature and the creation of woman in verse 23 where we read then the man said this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man this is the word of the lord so as we consider that perfect place that god had created for adam and eve to inhabit before we even get there we're going to look at that key passage from verses 2 and 3 where god we are told rested from his work on creation on the seventh day And I have another one of those red chi rows. And again, if you don't know what that looks like, I encourage you, please, to go check out the website because it looks like a red X and a P in the English language, but it is the chi in the row. Those are the first two letters in Christ from the Greek language. It is an ancient symbol, and we are going to be using that symbol throughout the Old Testament as we see little foreshadowings or little promises or little types, we would call them, of Christ popping up all throughout the scripture because the Bible is not two different halves as if we have an Old Testament God who is angry and grumpy and a New Testament God who loves everyone and is happy. No, there are two sides of the same coin. And so we see the son of God present all over the scriptures. And the reason why I have one of those red kairos there on this particular passage is because just as the father rested from his work of creation on the seventh day, so too Jesus rested on the Sabbath day the seventh day, after dying on the cross on Good Friday, we are told that he rested in the tomb, that he was physically that his body was resting there in the tomb before he rose on Easter Sunday morning, the eighth day, the beginning of a new week and a dawn of salvation, the dawn of redemption that had been accomplished by the Son of God. And so that seventh day Sabbath rest was fulfilled by Christ, by his rest in the tomb on the Sabbath day. And this is just, One of the many ways where we are going to see overlapping patterns from the Old Testament carried on to the New that I want to share with you as we continue our journey of journaling through the Bible. And so when God is doing this, he formed the man, his body is laying there. But until the spirit of life is breathed into Adam, he is just a corpse. It's just a body laying there on the ground. But when God breathed his spirit of life into Adam, then we are told he became a living being. And there's two aspects of that creation account that I want to share with you as we consider them together today. First is that our substance, the substance of this physical life, is drawn from the earth. And there are very real blessings for us when we are good stewards of the earth and manage the resources in our environment and the natural resources that God has blessed us with in the earth. There are also very real consequences for us when we don't. And this relationship that we have with the earth, it is something that is very contentious because we live in a world that is changing very rapidly and sadly in many ways because of pollution and because human beings have not been good stewards of the earth, but rather have treated the earth as we treat many other things, trying to take, 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 take without taking care of or giving back. The world and the environment that we live in, it is being degraded. It is getting worse instead of better. And there are many people, there are many creatures that are suffering, and we can see extinction on massive scale happening all over the planet Earth because of the changes that are happening in the environment. And this is something that I think younger Christians tend to be a little bit more aware of and tend to be a bit more active in advocating for the proper care of the Earth than those of us who may be a little bit older. And this isn't a political statement. It isn't uh, meant to be contentious. It is simply drawing a lesson from the fact that Adam was literally taken out of the earth. So to our substance, the substance of our earthly form is taken from the earth. And so we want to be very careful how we use the earth and not abuse the earth. And the second aspect is the idea that God breathed into his nostril that breath of life. And here we see that Adam, apart from God giving him life by the power of his spirit, was again just a corpse just a body laying there on the ground. And this is the special work of the Holy Spirit. He is the one who we hold to be the giver of life. And we go back a chapter, we go back to chapter one, we see it was the spirit of God hovering over the face of the deep or face of the waters there in verse two, waiting to give life to that which God the father created. All that was brought into existence through the very word of God, which is the son. And so the special work of the Holy Spirit is to give life. And there are many people who are alive today, physically alive, who may not know the blessing of God's life, love, and the gift of forgiveness in his son. And so there are many walking around who do not have that life. And the only way that God can bless people with the life that he wants them to live according to his will and his purpose is by the power of his spirit, who is still living and active and still working through that word of God. And so we as the people of God, we thank God for the fact that he has given us life He has blessed us with faith. He has shown us who he is, shown us that he is a God of love. And because it is only when human beings live in accordance with God's will that we will experience the full blessings of his love at work in our lives. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in our next podcast. But for right now, let us suffice it to say that when human beings, whether they're people of faith or not, live their lives in accordance with God's will and God's word, they are blessed. And when they don't, there are bound to be consequences, and there is bound to be suffering as a result of living in opposition to God's will. But that, again, is what the next episode is going to be about. And so we at the end of this chapter, we see the creation of woman, and we see that Eve, we are told, was taken out of the side of man. Now, why was it that God didn't create Adam and Eve together at the same time? You know, I don't like to speculate into the motives of God and it's something that we're going to resist in this podcast or a lot of people that have no problem charging headlong into the hidden will of God but when we're looking at this account we know that God made Adam first and that Adam got to name all of the creatures and that Adam felt he was missing something until it was that God created Eve for him and gave Eve to Adam as his wife so we as human beings were not created to be lone rangers we were created for relationship we were created for community And when God gave Eve to Adam, he shows us his will for our human relationships. Because in this story, we are seeing that marriage is a part of God's plan for humanity from before the fall into sin. Too many people think of marriage as a necessary evil. And that is a terrible injustice to God's institution of marriage. Sure, marriage is hard. It isn't always easy takes a lot of work, but in this story, here in the Garden of Eden, before the fall into sin, we see that God had created Adam and Eve for each other and that neither was complete without the other. And that is just another way that our lives reflect the life that existed in God before the creation, where Father, Son, and Holy Spirit lived in perfect harmony in union and communion together. So too when we as human beings love each other, take care of each other, hold fast to one another, then there is great blessing for us and for the people around us. And so here we see Adam and Eve, and we see that God has put them in a perfect place, a place that works very differently than the world as we see it today, where the ground is watered from below instead of above with the rain, and that they are existing in perfect peace and harmony and love and trust with each other and with God. And God has also created then two trees in the middle of the garden, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And many people wonder why it was that God put two trees in the middle of the garden of Eden. Why did God give Adam and Eve the choice and therefore the possibility of death? God promised as long as they ate from the tree of life that they would live. The moment that they took and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that they would die. And I would say that this is, is how the God was giving Adam and Eve the opportunity to practice faith, to act and live in true righteousness before him by choosing right instead of choosing wrong. So both the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil are placed there in the garden for good reason, for good purpose, to give Adam and Eve the ability to make very real choices for themselves with a promise that if they listened to God and they trusted God and they followed the Lord, that there would be great blessing and the blessing of life for them and their descendants forever. But the minute that they chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that there would be consequences. Death was sure to follow. And this not because God hated Adam and Eve, but rather because he loved them. And he knew that an existence apart from him and apart from his will for them would be hell on earth. And so death, even though it is something that is an oftentimes sad and unfortunate reality of life in this world, and it is a very real consequence for sin and choosing to exercise our wills apart from God's will, it's also a blessing that we're going to get to explore more as we get into this next chapter where we see the birth of death and the birth of sin as Adam and Eve go their own way, but not without God stepping in and promising them that his love would not be overcome by death that life would come to them and their descendants through a promised Savior who we are going to be introduced to in our next chapter. If you want to get in touch with us, the best way is through the contact form on our website at FamilyBibleJourney.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Our blessing for today. May you recognize the Father's fingerprints in His creation and grow in your love and appreciation of Him and all He's made for you. Amen.